Mina-san, konnichiwa. Tonight we're... Oh no, I've actually just lost it. Tonight we're at Ben's house sipping a hot cup of cocoa. Uh, he's not here, but he'll join us in the second half. We've got Doug, myself, HBC. Ikimashou, hanashimashou. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. Um, you stumbled a bit in the intro, but then recovered very well, I think. Uh, you, yeah, that what distant, or sorry, that length of time is pretty perfect. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I did. Uh, I knocked the ball on there a bit, but mm. quick transition to defense and yeah. uh, made the first up tackle. So Yeah, nice. I thought I did not too bad. Yeah, no, that was good. Great recovery. I'm sure you can just edit out that part, eh, Doug? Mm. It would just be silence for the first half. Um, they just want to make sure it's out. Um, Hopefully the boys get a laugh out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you, Sammy Chonkit. It's people probably wondering, why are these two able to talk so much? And that's because, like you said, uh, we're at Ben Poltridge's house, but he is coming shortly. So we've got an opportunity to talk, which is a, yeah, I forgot what you sound like. H. Yeah, I've forgotten to talk. How do I talk? I don't yeah. know what to do. Um, talk about your um yeah your role used to be just the intro almost um and then ben would start talking obviously he's got great chat but a lot of chat um so we've got maybe medium chat but medium amount of chat as well so it's a good balance you know so we'll get the rugby content while ben's not here Mm -hmm. and then he can tick off the japan part yeah 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 um there are a few uh interesting topics i saw in the news and stuff that maybe we can talk about as well and ask your opinion about. So, um, but yeah, first we had the second exhibition match. Uh, it's not a test day against Japan 15 and no. Aussie A. Yeah. Basically the Japan team is like almost their top team minus a few, but, um, started well, didn't end quite as well as they wanted, but, uh, did you catch some of the game? Yeah. Yeah. I managed to watch, um, the first 40 minutes and yeah, like you said, Japan, come out of the gates firing you know they were up intensity and they scored a quick try mm. it was actually a really good try down the sideline and oh, yeah. um yeah but then just gradually uh australia came back into the game and then a few errors and then i don't know if the legs of the mm. japanese boys just got out from underneath them in that first block yeah i oh, sorry first half but yeah it was a good game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the crowd, it was in Fukuoka. Yeah. At best Dinky Stadium, formerly uh, Level 5, or mm. had a different name in uh, the World Cup because World Cup, they couldn't use those sponsors, like all those are sponsors, but yeah. because they're not World Cup sponsors, I think it was like Mori no Nakan or something. Uh, but anyway, oh, I see. so people, um, Hakata no Mori Stadium maybe, so yeah. that might be what everyone remembers it as if you went to the World Cup. Anyway. Uh, good old stadium, um, good atmosphere. Mm. The Japanese uh, fans got out and enjoyed it. So Yeah, it wasn't full way. Eh? It wasn't chocolate nah. uh, the week before. At Chichibu. Yeah, mm. I suppose different venue, but easy to get to at Chichibu. Eh? Mm. But um, the Fukuoka one's actually, uh, it's like the airport in Fukuoka is maybe five minutes from the city centre. It's like real central. Yeah. Um, so it's actually real uh, easy to get around. And then the stadium is... I think from the airport you can walk. I walked once and it was like 20 minutes or you can get buses and stuff. And yeah. So it's kind of accessible, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe not as much of a population down there. So yeah, that yeah. could uh, lead to it. But You've spent a bit of time down there. So how's the rugby community? Mm, What's um, the, the fan base and support for rugby down there? How's that? Um, it's a pretty big uh, rugby hub, especially for the younger. Like they 
all the young rugby teams and stuff, they call themselves ruggers. Ruggers. It's a very, I think, a Japanese. Rugged ruggers. Hmm. Probably from rugby. And then, you know, in English, you put a lot of ER onto something to make yeah. it a person, um, like a player. Yeah. And then they've just done that with rugby. So rugger. Rugger. Um, so yeah, there's this place, Kashi, which is close to where Coke used to be. And they used to have a Kashi young ruggers. Um, and there are a lot of those kind of young teams. Their high school, uh, Higashi Fukuoka is one of the best in Japan. Has won a lot and a lot of the, a lot of the top, these Japanese players, uh, come out from Fukuoka. Oh, yeah. Um, go to uni maybe in Tokyo and then kind of stay around there. So yeah, yeah. not too many of those like, international guys would come back to the Fukuoka teams, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame, but I guess, uh, not strong enough in terms of unis yeah. to support it. But, um, yeah. So they're good at producing players and then mm. players drifting off. Yeah, yeah. Never going back to the roots. So you hear oh. like guys who went to the Sun Wolves, like foreign guys who went to the Sun Wolves or Japan, like, um, and then they'd ask, uh, you know, they'd do a chiko shokai or introduction where everyone's from. So many people would say Fukuoka and all the boys are real, like, shocked that they come from the place where Coke is, but none of them really play there. So yeah, yeah. obviously Coke is now disbanded, but yeah. And Cynix. So they've only got Kudin. Um, so slim pickings, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. Long story short, good, good, uh, especially youth rugby players, young rugby players and a lot of strong support. So it's kind of a shame that two of the three teams have disbanded. Yeah. Yeah. It is a shame. Mm. But yeah, I'm just going to, uh, sip of yeah. my hot chockey. Thank you very much, Ben. Yeah. And I've got a lovely Earl Grey. That's delicious. Sweet. Those marshmallows have uh, disappeared though. Yeah. But does that just mean it's slightly sweeter? It's a little bit sweeter, mm. yeah. But I was hoping for a little bit of a, mm. Mm, a little bit of a chunk to yeah, nice. chew on for Pretty. a bit. Mm. Um, we started the podcast this season with a bit of cookie, bicky, and um, coffee chat, and now midway through, well, it's, we haven't even started the season yet, but quarter way through, um, we've come back to it. So we have, man. We talk about some interesting stuff on. The yeah, well, here. it's it's getting colder out there. You know, mm. winter is coming, yeah, as they would is. say. Um, so, like we were at Chiba last week, and mm. it was a bit chilly towards the end there. I yeah, yeah. From Wednesday, mm-hmm. yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, that Friday session. Yeah, she was cold. <sighs> yeah, yeah, wet, um, heavy ground. Yeah, it was a tough session. Um, obviously, all the teams are ramping up for. Uh, yeah, they're ramping up their pre-seasons, uh, so they can. Prepare well mid-December. Obviously, the schedules that we talked about in, that in a previous pod, but um, how do you think we're going in terms of rugby prep? And, um, yeah, we're less than 10 weeks in now, so. Yeah, yeah we had a meeting about it today, and, um, yeah, we were just talking about how good the boys are in, mm-hmm. shape-wise, fitness-wise. Yeah, we've got some uh, boys in there in the gym that are pushing some good tin and um, running some good bronco time, like really good bronco times. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we're in a really good space at the moment. So, you know, we've got a game against Panasonic in, what, 10 days or so? Yeah, uh, next Friday. Yeah, next Friday, yeah. So that'd be a good tester to see, um, you know, where we're at. Uh, I imagine a strong side's going to be named for that team. And then yeah, yeah. you got a few more preseason games after that to get everyone a run. So, yeah. but now we're in a good shape and everyone, boys are ganky and keen to play some footy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And many teams are great. Yeah. And many team uh, comp games are, yeah. are great and con games. Um, they, fun uh, to play, but it's nothing like the real thing. Mm, no, and there's a lot of uh, 
fun, a lot of hard work. But yeah, like I said, everyone's here to not to train but to play rugby. So good competition for spots. So a lot of the young guys and guys who couldn't really play last year because of, I guess, COVID or you know, with a few B team, B team games getting cancelled and stuff. Um, they've had a few opportunities the first few games that we've played, and then now we've come into I guess the proper ten week preseason so to speak and um yeah like i said big test against the current champions next week yeah It'll be interesting to see how, how fast is how fast is the preseason gone like it's, i know oh, we just turned up on the first day and now mm. it's geez how many months have we done uh, two and a half yeah two i think we started months. mid july so mid-July, a bit earlier yeah. than some of the other teams but yeah. um i think uh yeah we're you know we're still ginky like you said we're excited we've obviously had breaks in between which has helped uh the boys keep Motive, uh, motivated and fresh and yeah. can't wait for the season to start, eh? Yeah, I know, yeah. It's um, gearing up to be a good season and mm. hopefully the jar a few all over the, the stadiums and yeah. I know they've got a new Instagram page and yeah, yeah. that's been a good start. So, yeah, um, yeah hopefully good things to come. Um, yeah, like we've all had a, a lot of things. Not sure what's going to happen with the COVID stuff. Don't know the rules there mm. yet, but surely uh, will be different to what it was last year yeah. uh, where you basically, you know, had to PCR test every week and couldn't really train together. If somebody had a COVID case and you trained together, then the whole team was, um, you know, close contact. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't actually had any COVID cases, have we? Mm. It just it feels like it's just disappeared. Like yeah, we had COVID and then now we don't. It's yeah, just yeah, non-existent. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't really hear much about it on the news and stuff as well. So I'm sure there's still quite a lot of cases in Japan, but it's more just a uh, one of those ones like. If you look for it, I guess you'll find it. But in, yeah, speaking of that, big announcement, non-rugby wise, the uh, borders are open from yesterday when you're hearing this, today when we're, uh, yeah, doing this. But um, exciting times. Everyone can finally come in and uh, not only watch some League One, but experience Japan. Yeah, bring back the tourist, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Super keen. Hopefully, um, well, we know Benny's mum is already on her way. Yeah. Uh, well, she's here now. Yeah, well, she's here now because we're talking past tense. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, just got to assume. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, so she's over here. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully, um, yeah, get the family over and watch some uh, watch some games and mm. be nice, actually. Um, a lot of the, like, because you were here a bit before COVID, you? Yeah. so you've experienced a bit of non-COVID Japan. Mm, yeah, I have, yeah. It's totally different, mm-hmm. like, comparing what, covid was ah, sorry what japan was like with covid yeah yeah just the contrast is so different mm. yeah um, so many rules yeah yeah and everyone's so many know, screens it's happy so to many, follow them and i'm i'm sick and tired of those plastic things they have at like convenies or restaurants yeah yeah every time you go to a restaurant you're like oh what'd you say what'd you yeah, say yeah, can't yeah. hear the real um reflective eh? like we had a team or like your thing was like a dinner and there were maybe five people on each side of a long table and because they had those screens yeah everyone's voice was just bouncing back off that and you couldn't really hear the other people but you could hear the person next to you way yeah, too yeah. loud and just a nightmare so yeah, um, yeah hopefully uh yeah we're following the rest of the world and being a bit more open um i think people are like japanese people obviously have always been able to be in japan and come back to japan and stuff so and because there's such a small uh yeah I guess foreign population over here compared to maybe like places like New Zealand where forty percent of Auckland's, you know, uh I think Asian almost like that's yeah. how big a uh foreign population we have. So it's not yeah, I think Japanese people might have been like, Oh, you know, 
I don't really notice that much of a difference, but yeah. obviously for tourists and for foreigners, we definitely notice the difference. So, um, yeah, and maybe that's why it's taken so long because they've been like, oh, we don't need them. Yeah, I didn't notice Stay kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> seen a few because um, obviously there's still foreigners over here. So, um, but no, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the, the tourist spots. Like we went to, uh, we've been to Hakuba, yeah, Hakuba a couple of times, mm-hmm. and it's not renowned for skiing and snowboarding yeah. and that. And, it's a very touristy town and the last couple of times we've been there, there's just been no one there. It's yeah. been awesome. You get like a whole ski field to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do heaps of runs with this fresh powder and mm. yeah, it's been been pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I did that on my off season, mm. not during season. Yeah. Just not to clarify that. Not <laughs> pre-season and yeah. You guys have got- Definitely pretty, through uh, pre-season. Mm. Um, I think uh, even place like Kyoto where yeah. it's normally it's kind of hard for Kyoto because I think tourists like the population um, rely so much on tourists but then it just makes everything so busy that the locals probably kind of hate how it's over like um, populated with tourists as well like you yeah. can't go anywhere without just being swarmed with people and they can just sometimes be a little bit um makes annoying for people who are there every day Yeah, uh, but then now there's probably heaps of shops and stuff that have closed down because of the lack of tourists. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of a double-edged sword almost. Like, yeah, people probably have originally, like us going, if you go to Kyoto now, well, when there no one could come, it was actually kind of cool because everything's so empty. Like you can see things, you can walk freely. Um, the deer at Nara, I think they are a little bit more aggressive because <laughs> they want food and there's not enough people. Slightly underfed. Eh? Yeah, so going into the streets and stuff, but... Um, yeah, it's going to be very different in our landscape. I think when people start coming in, people start realizing you can come in. So hopefully stays open. Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood, but should be good. Yeah, I shot down there, yeah, when uh, COVID was in full swing. And mm-hmm. I got a sense of like an eerie feeling. Like I was, I, I felt like the only foreigner yeah. in Kyoto at mm-hmm. that time. And yeah. I was there for what, four days. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I went, I didn't see one I maybe seen one or two foreigners the whole time. Yeah. But it was just like, yeah, zombie land. Mm-hmm. Everyone's obviously going to work in that, but walking around, yeah, you just hear, oh, sorry, you just like see no one. Mm. It's actually strange. It's like, oh, yeah, sort of uncomfortable. But um, yeah, normally when you're going to the famous like, temples and stuff, it's just you can barely walk. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, with the yen being quite cheap at the moment as well, it's a good yeah. time for people to come over and good for Japan as well because people are more likely to spend because it looks mm. cheaper to them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone's economy is kind of taking ahead at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not that much of a big difference. Not that I know anything about no, money. I know, it's not, I know it's, it, what we were talking about last week, our exchange rate mm. is going down, which is what we want to see. Yeah. For boys working in Japan, sending yeah, money yeah. back to NZ. Because you guys probably send stuff quite regularly. I'd yeah, say. I've got a mo- I've got a mortgage now, so mm. I've got to send back every month, which is annoying. Yeah. I haven't had that for a while, so yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you have to send, but you probably send the same amount from over here. But depending on what the rates are, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets over One week it's such amount, and mm. next week it's gone down or gone up. Yeah, yeah. It's just lottery. Oh, it's terrible. Obviously, with people coming into Japan, that's gonna mean that those uh, touristy trap places are going to get busy again but also there's a few things that people who haven't been here before or haven't been here for a long time might forget uh some some things that you can do that you can't in other places like drink in public in new zealand they've got strong liquor bans so you can only drink in certain places in japan you can drink uh on the trains 
outside uh, you can you know on the streets and stuff so that's one thing that as you can do over here that you can't in some other places but something you can't do over here is drink and drive so there's a no uh zero tolerance uh for that so yeah any drink if you have one beer you can't drink basically that night so something uh if you're going to come over and rent a car or something to uh keep in mind yeah it's a good thing to know because yeah the zero is you know it's pretty intense mm. and pretty intense because when you're coming or well, say like new zealand you can have what maybe two in the first hour then every after every hour after that you can have one yeah yeah and still be under the limit mm-hmm. with if you're eating but you obviously can still drink and then drive mm-hmm. which is yeah yeah a little bit dangerous but yeah i think um japan can also afford to do that like it wouldn't stop um in new zealand i think even if you said zero it probably wouldn't stop some people uh 100 percent there's no way like they don't have trains like we do over here they don't have the decor or the dialer driver i don't think where you can call someone up and they come over he's got a mate in um his car he gets out he drives your car and it's basically a taxi that also takes your car home so man what a time to be alive for that yeah things in japan are so convenient like yeah i'm just thinking of a a bloke that's going down to the pub mm-hmm. in bloody the middle of nowhere, he's not having nothing and then yeah, driving yeah. home. He's having bloody, he's probably having 10 or 12 yeah, <laughs> yeah, driving yeah. home. Mm. So it's, uh, yeah, over here, like even in the rural areas, uh, most of the time you just have a, like, I don't know, somebody you would drive yeah. the group home or something, or yeah, those dialer drivers. So, yeah. um, if you're ever driving someone, you want your car to be with you when you wake up. Uh, they're pretty reasonable like they're not that much more expensive than a taxi so um if you think about your car also being home with you yeah it's a pretty good deal they'd be pretty easy to get a hold of and they just like what ring them up or text them or Mm, um there's like yeah you basically just ring them like you would a taxi service and then be like i'm here um and how many people i guess Uh, and then i think you can even get a few in their car i guess so you've basically got two cars that can go and drop you off where you need to be um yeah which is also and then, like you said, trains are good. But like we've talked about before, if you miss the last train, you're basically there until 5 a.m. or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to keep that in mind, eh? Yeah, or you're paying a hefty bill to mm. get home in the wee early hours of the morning. Yeah, if you're at uh, yeah, any of the big party places like Lopongi or something, you, I mean, unless you live close to there, it's a pretty hefty taxi for us, I'd assume. I've never done it. Yeah. Uh, I'm an athlete, but never um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's too dangerous as a translator to go drinking, especially with the players or something. If something happens, I think it's my responsibility. So, out of sight, out of mind, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know. Better not know. Mm. It's a very, very dangerous thing. I don't know. Most um, of our, oh, no, all of our players, I'd say, would be pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, it's not so much our players. I think if somebody tries to start something with our players, knowing who they are, yeah, yeah, trying to get people in trouble, you know, so it's, uh, especially now with SNS or social media. Yeah. Um, it's a tough life to live in, eh? Public figures. Yeah, yeah it is. It's yeah. weird. Like, there's been a few times, like, randomly, because mm-hmm. I feel like you can get, oh, you know, foreigners and, in uh, Tokyo, they can just be lost. You can just get lost. Yeah. And, like rugby is big, but not that big, really. Mm-hmm. It's just a small yeah, fish yeah, in yeah. the big pond. Yeah. So, like, it's it's weird. Like, sometimes we're being caught out, not doing bad things, mm-hmm. just being, like, caught out and, um, like, people recognizing us 
and been like, oh, hey. But normally, like, you just never yeah. get that. People just because, yeah, we're you. just my bloody another foreigner in Japan. English teacher or something. Yeah, so. English teacher or yeah, accountant. goes to the gym. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, one thing that's kind of a giveaway is there's not as many guys who like go hard in the gym over here. So in New Zealand, yeah. you might be like, oh, that guy looks like he goes to the gym over here. Like, oh man, that guy must be a rugby player or someone who does judo or something. So it kind of cuts yeah, down. Yeah, we're all six okay. feet foot, six feet plus. So yeah, yeah. We're all bunched in a group. I suppose we yeah, do stand out. But. Um, but yeah, if you ever, <laughs> I think uh, once we had a, um, a stag do or something in Fukuoka when I was there and then somebody was like, Oh, who are you guys? And we hadn't done anything, but just in case something happened, you're just like, Oh, you know, volleyball team or a basketball team or something. <laughs> you just, uh, like, you don't say you're another team that exists. You just, oh, we're a touring team from, you know, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then just, uh, and, oh, sweet. And then uh, if something does happen, you know, it doesn't go back to. You got your backstory sorted. Yeah, yeah. So Plan B. It's uh, stuff you got to do. And, I mean, yeah, like you said, sometimes you're in the public figure, but nothing like you would be, I guess, uh, in a rugby mad country. So, yeah, yeah. Um, probably pretty good to be able to come here and yeah be anonymous so to speak but yeah getting back to some uh rugby news um obviously we've had uh the we have the women's rugby world cup going on at the moment uh we've had a uh, japan play canada in Fangare, um and i think they went down a bit of a shellacking 41-5 um yeah to a very good canadian side and uh, before i get your thoughts uh, h um with the magic of the podcast you wouldn't have known when he came in but we actually have been back. back um so yeah we we're running out of stuff to talk about without you ben but um welcome to oh, your man, house you have a welcome yeah. button or something yeah. uh, isn't that the h button? Yeah. Yeah. welcome to your house ben yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice place you got um but how's life been no, it's good. It's good. Just chugging away. Obviously, mm. yeah, I'm back from camp, so yeah, it's nice to be in your own home in your own bed. Yeah. Um, I was. How's your roomie? Um, I think I mentioned last time that um, Nell was my roomie. Um, mm, it was quite man, funny that I I thought that like staying with him was I was going to have like a pickle plate every single day kind yeah. of thing, but <laughs> I was actually really surprised at the start. That nothing was really happening and I, was, mm-hmm. well, I almost got to like the last kind of day day and a half and I was thinking like man like he's like he's actually just he's just been a normal person yeah, and yeah. then it, that was the calm before the storm and then like that last day and a half he just I don't know why the switch flipped mm-hmm. and then he just like went on a rampage of pickle plays all week he's just been like I've got to be clean I've got to be clean yeah, yeah. and I, I reckon he just out. couldn't hold out yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened and then I reckon like every player had like a pickle play by the end of it so mm. I don't know if if now's the time but I've got I've Definitely got a few in the bank. Yeah, well, nice. we'll, we'll play when we want to do it. Um, well, yeah. Well, I guess uh, it's definitely always time for a bit of um, you know bench chat in the pickle play. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we um, when we were just talking about uh, uh, what we were talking about. Oh, the women's oh, rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 cuts on at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So I only was able to catch the highlights from the uh, game. I think Canada got their first try. And like mm. the first 70 seconds or something, it was just from a, it was a good charge down. Um, <laughs> uh, but just a winger tracking back, trying to kick out from the 22, got charged. And yeah, then. That's like uh, a winger's worst nightmare. Yeah. Like having to kick A and then B getting charged down and then try. 
Um, and then, yeah, so I think 5-0. And then a few minutes later, they were on the um, Canadian line, picking going. Uh, we were able to score, but I think, what, so for the next 75 minutes, we weren't able to cross that line Just again. So defense. I yeah. saw that the, the Japanese nine, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, sorry, but she made like the tournament team of the week in the games. And it was pretty much like she made a ridiculous amount of tackles. I can't remember how much, but for a nine to be making that many tackles, yeah. it's, it's, it's a big. It's <laughs> not what you want. Yeah, yeah. It means one of them. What are the girls up front I mean, doing? The, yeah, the girls are getting pretty tired on the front line. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it says a uh, made fifty-one passes. Oh, sorry, her name was a uh, Abe Megumi. Yep. Um, possibly Meg for short, so easy oh, for finest during the Yeah. Uh, 51 passes, 13 tackles, which was the yeah. second highest in the Japan side. And, uh, yeah, it was on the field for if, 65 minutes. If you're so. half it's making double digit tackles. Like, something, some questions something getting asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, they're normally, what, just on that second line of defense or just behind the first yeah. line. So maybe a lot of, uh, uh, what traffic down that ruck channel? And, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what their defense policy mm. is, but normally they're just plugging holes or kind of, yeah. you know, just look after the scraps around the ruck. But maybe there was just a lot of scraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plugging more holes than a plumber. Jeez, yeah, it's tough times. Um, I was trying to think of like a a cool thing, like a plumber somewhere, but I couldn't off the top of my head think uh, of anything. You don't cool have stuff. like a um, honey badger, yeah, like yeah. Cummins, kind of off the top. Can One just arm. Think of, Bricklayer in Baghdad. Yeah, she was busier than a wife She was. Um, yeah, it was a good effort, obviously, but like you said, it's probably more of a reflection of, um, if your halfback's having to do all those, that tackling, um, yeah, the, everyone else is having a tough day in the office, I think. But, yeah. Um, they've got, uh, Italy and America left in their pool. Yeah. Uh, Italy bet America in their first game. So, uh, hopefully you see, um, yeah, uh, Obviously, a bit of a different game in terms of like world rankings. The teams that are traditionally strong in the men's game aren't the ones who are always strong in the women's game, I think. Uh, favorites are probably like England and then, um, NZ, but you've got teams like South Africa who aren't as high in, uh, ranking wise in the women's game, I don't think. Mm. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting, uh, to see how it goes. Obviously, in New Zealand, a year after it was supposed to be because of COVID, but how good to see some yeah, women's yeah, rugby back. I saw on like the women's jersey, like they did an awesome hacker, by the way. Mm. But um, uh, the on the thing, it's like rugby women's World Cup 2021. But then, like they're obviously just embroidered underneath, playing in 2022. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh really? Like, on the jerseys, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit of a, obviously it was a bit of a shame with COVID mm. and stuff. But I've actually heard really good things from um, like different friends and family about the World Cup in New Zealand. Yeah, well, like, after the opener of all black, uh, sorry the. Jeez, what black are the ferns? black ferns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Wallaroos. It sounds like there's yeah, mm-hmm. a bit of a um, Wallaroos game. Yeah, I have to check myself there. Yeah, good. About 40,000 40, to the first yeah. game. Uh, sold out, no, wasn't sold it? Sold out, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. Pick. And like, I think there's like a pretty solid following now. It's good for the game, for the woman at least. It means that obviously if people are going to the games and spending money to go to those games, yeah. then the woman, there's more money in the woman's game, then kind of the woman can start looking at getting paid, you know higher than a part-time salary mm. to yeah, actually, yeah. you know, be able to be proper professionals and stuff like that. And then yeah. that in turn, you know, elevates the game. Chicken yeah, yeah. the egg situation, eh? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't, uh, everyone wants to promote the game, but then you need money to promote the game, but you need the game promoted to make money. And <laughs> Yeah, just, well, yeah. I think the other one is like, they want to see like good rugby as well, mm. but it's hard to be, play good rugby when you're not a proper professional yeah. as well. Um, so like there's obviously a lot of different, um, eggs and chickens. So yeah. 
Um, it looks like it, the, the World Cup, it's all, it's all going really well, so it'll be cool to see where, that, where, where it leads. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah, Japan, two wins from their next two games, uh, get second <laughs> yeah. in the pool and then go all the way for a final against NZ and uh, draw. And uh, yeah. and then all the companies start siphoning <laughs> money out of the men's teams. This will become a, a very woman-dominated podcast movie just to yeah. fire everyone. We'll be kicked off. We'll get Our wives on. will be going to work and yeah. we'll be staying at home. Yeah, Big yeah. Megumi's Lindy. Yeah. Megumi-san on... Um, is uh yeah we'll ask her how many tackles she made and stuff <laughs> yeah um yeah it'll be fun times but um yeah i guess uh if you want to go into some non-rugby chat obviously some of the stuff you've missed uh it was non-rugby chat with like the borders opening and stuff yep. but um yeah you said you had a few fun episodes from camp maybe it was a good interesting week at camp uh, obviously a long intense week as well but I think we got a lot out of it. Yeah, um, we, we got to finish with like the classic end of camp team do, which yeah. is kind of like, I think, what everyone holds out for. <laughs> and, you know, like when you go to that dark place for all the hard trainings, yeah. it's like, nah, but there'll be a really good piss up at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you kind of like push through. Um, and then we got to have all our new boys introduced. Yeah. So um, I knew all their names anyways, but mm. it was good to be able to hear them introduce themselves so I can yeah. just reaffirm what their names were. <laughs> um, and then you get their Ipatsu as well, mm. which is kind of, oh, Doug probably better, the translator is probably mm. better at explaining this. Oh, the Ipatsu Ge. So it's Ipatsu like a, it's like a one line gag kind of thing, or it can be like a, I don't them do a dance or a song or, yeah. and, and a lot of times, it doesn't really make sense, especially like translate it to English. Like, yeah. I just do something and then you're watching it like, I don't know what this is supposed I to I don't be. even think that it like translates well in Japanese. You know, like a lot of them are just like crap jokes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, I think it's almost funny. You're just trying to force someone to think of something on the spot. I mean, most of the time it's not that funny. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of just funny to. I reckon it's definitely one of those, you're laughing at them, not with mm-hmm. them. 100%. For like all of the jokes. Mm. But it's like, uh, <laughs> I was looking at one man on the night and I was just, he was just not laughing the whole time. And there's our coach on Hofti. I was <laughs> laughing at him because he wasn't laughing because he's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he's a serious man, old Hofti. Mm. He's so funny. Uh, <laughs> just so okay. All these guys are doing like little dances and stuff. And obviously, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what just sink a beer. About <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, well, some of them did, actually. Mm. Oh, ha- I'm, wow. Me and mate Han, yeah. like, kind of leveled up in my book. Outside backs. Yeah, outside back. Well, he didn't even drink it. He just yeah, shit. Sure, had a shower. Yeah. Champagne shower. But he gave it a good nudge. Yeah. Um, respect. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely gone up in our books. Yeah, well, he just grabbed, like, a... It was, like, they're not, like, a swapper crate bottle, but they're not a standard. Like it. It was, like, a... Maybe a liter? Mm. Yeah, I'm not What's too the, sure. Uh, yeah, what um, would be a moldy um, bottle? Yeah, it's uh, probably... Uh, 1.2? Nah. Nah, I have no idea. But anyway, it was like a was bigger-ish there. bottle. Like yeah. it was it was brave attempt. Yeah, like, it wasn't the old stuff. Like, yeah. If, if it, you just grabbed that and looked at it, you'd, and sober, you'd probably be like, oh, this is tough because he, he was a little bit cut. I think he just grabbed it and he was just like, oh, smash this. But I couldn't. That was a good attempt. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was like, that was pretty cool. And I like I always enjoy that part of camp and um, yeah. seeing all the boys just rip in. Um Actually, I got a pickle play for that. If you want to chuck your butt, the Dylan story of yeah. the day, the Dylan story of the day, the Dylan story of the day, the pickle play. This part one. Um, <laughs> at the end of night, do um, we all got allocated tables again? And as luck would have it, our friend Makoto Dindi, um, the pickle, and Glax were all at the same table. Mm, oh, Glenn, sorry, our head coach. 
not someone you really want to like muck around with anyway um so lindy gets in first glax gets in second he sits next to lindy um and they're having a chat and then glax gets up to go get a drink and then dill gets allocated to the table and sits in glax's seat unknowingly and then glax gets back and he's like oh someone's sitting in my seat and like dill looks up and he's like oh is this your seat and Glax is like, oh, yeah, I was sitting there. And then Dill's like, oh, do you want it? Like, do, do you want me to move? <laughs> so to the He's just not like, immediately got up and buggered off to somewhere else. Oh, yeah, like any, any, or like any, or even just a normal person, if like you've got this, you're like, oh, yeah, sorry, mate. But because if Dill couldn't have that seat, he would have been sitting at the end by himself next to one of the Japanese boys. Yeah, yeah. He'd done like some real quick math and being like, I can't be <laughs> don't want to say I'm not moving for you kid coach but you also <laughs> want to kind of imply that can you please sit over there yeah. kind of thing so, uh, it's like um, uh, Glax just kind of I think took the hints mm. that the pickle was giving he's like oh yeah this guy's not going to get off my seat I'm going to have to get an unused seat and have to sit at the end of the table mm. and then uh, um, I think Gakes just did the rounds anyway, so it was hardly actually ever sitting at his seat. Yeah, just luckily enough. And uh, he's got pretty good Japanese as well, eh? so he yeah. won't struggle. Um, but I think uh, we've got a new, obviously, player in our team. This isn't a anyone play, but um, thought I was really impressed. Uh, yeah, Matt Tamua, who's just come to Japan a few weeks ago, and then he came in on Monday and he had a new haircut. And I was like, oh, like nice. Uh, where'd you get? And he just said, I asked for like two mil on the side and then just like a bit up top and then the guy said like skin fade or something and just said hi you end up getting like a pretty good haircut oh, nice. but um yeah he just went looked up something by himself i went uh so i was just like man it's uh it's, yeah it's refreshing to get a foreigner that just goes and takes initiative is that what you're saying <laughs> is, that, is that what the pickle place story reminds you of <laughs> yeah nice, nice man oh, no, thought, um, he's obviously done a lot of uh, practice in terms of his uh, japanese it's a whole different kettle of fish uh, actually being in japan and being overwhelmed i mm. guess by how different everything is like there's so much like we talked about before the no drinking driving and stuff but just everything's so different and probably i was talking to him today he said uh the one time he feels real comfortable was on the field he's like okay i understand this but yeah, yeah. you know what i have to do and then off the field it's just like what is happening kind of thing like hofty on that night so he's uh yeah it's uh no i was really impressed he was able to find that himself and go in. that's awesome yeah, yeah. haircuts can go yeah, like awesome. one of two ways here oh 100 yeah um, I reckon my f- the first couple of times I just went with a photo. Yeah. I guess you must. Yeah. <laughs> Do your best. But I oh, just, um, obviously, like, different culture and different style and mm-hmm. everything else. Like, you can just walk out with, like, something that you definitely didn't <laughs> Or something like a really, really good haircut. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it can just go one of two ways. Um, but, you know, oh, I don't think everyone's like this, but I reckon 90% of the population are, that, you know, when they get the mirror and they're like, oh, you? And you like, even if you don't like it, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh I mean, especially if you go to like the sea and the ten dollar places. Um the first one I went to, the guy was like, Oh, like, you know, you're a foreigner kind of thing, he was trying to talk to me and then it was a place where you just kept randomly allocated someone and I got him two times in a row. Then after that we became friends and he's been cutting my hair ever since, always gives me a good deal and um now, when I used to live in Fukuoka, I wouldn't cut my hair for a month because I knew at least once a month I'd come up to Tokyo for work or a week off and I'd always just get my hair cut then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
That's loyalty. Yeah. yeah. He was like maybe it, 1500. Are you still with him now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how cool. Um, he's gone to a different place and it's maybe 1800, so like 18 bucks instead of 10, but still, um, he spins. Like maybe 40 minutes on my hair, which is double what they do for everyone else. Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. just like, that's oh. the loyalty, that's the loyalty aspect, right? Oh, um, how good. But yeah, so when I went to Fukuoka, I kind of thought, oh, that's how good $10 haircuts are. <laughs> then I went and like, it was like, it wouldn't have been 10, it was like eight minutes. <laughs> I was done. He's like, how's this? And I actually said, oh, could you cut a bit more here? And he's like, sweet, and did another minute. And then I was like, I can't ask again. So I was like, <laughs> you've, you've nailed it. Yeah. Uh, and then, then, that was just one little bit and now it's perfect. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, that was, I was really worried about that part, but you sorted it. And then the next day I went somewhere else and he's like, you've just had this cut. And then I was too embarrassed to say, it's not even his place. Like it was a different place. I didn't want to say I didn't like it from another place. So I just said, oh yeah, my uh, friend's wanting to learn how to cut here. And I said he could just try on me because I need a haircut anyway. I thought it was pretty good, but I just thought I will get a professional and do it or something. Just made up a story on the spot. So, <laughs> That's um, a good story. Though. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so for, since then, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to get a haircut in Fukuoka. I'll go to Tokyo. But then obviously COVID hit. So oh, no. I asked one of the uh, Fukuoka boys, like, where do you go? He said, oh, I go to this place. Uh, you get like your hair washed, yeah. like shampooed. And then you get like, it wasn't mousse. It was a, uh, you get um some kind of thing in your hair to style it. Um, no, I didn't. I'd never heard of it before. But uh, and then I went and it was like five thousand five hundred yen. Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like more than a thousand yen. Uh, and <laughs> supposedly because I got introduced, it was like twenty percent off. But they didn't put it on, and I was just too awkward to say, "Do I get twenty percent off?" Where's my <laughs> discount? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just get real awkward about asking for those. Now they just something cut twenty percent of your hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, oh, cheers. And I mean, it was it was alright. It was a so I just kept going there for a year. But it was good to come back to Sagami Hara and be able to go to my local. And um, I was like, oh, this feels right and doesn't break the bank either. So if yeah. you ever want to come, I'm sure he'd always uh, help you guys out as well. Yeah, so. well, looking in the mirror, I've got a bit more hair on the my head this year than mm. I did last year. Yeah, I might have to go for a trim, different look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you might have just been growing it out. Well, for like the I'm growing older, it out. so just trying to. I was going to dye my hair, so. <laughs> oh. What <laughs> green? Color, yeah, like red. red. Oh yeah. Oh, like oh, shanks. Like, shanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He thought it when looked I had, so good that one. Yeah. Party. <laughs> oh, I got so many comments walking through the train. I was like, "Shit, I look good." <laughs> yeah, nice. No, I think you did look pretty good. I only so, saw it. That was but... a. That was. I think a lot of the boys were looking pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, the pickle looked good till he lost his hat. Mm. <laughs> Who was he? Uh, Kuma. Oh Kuma. yeah. Um, I, but uh, I don't know what he was after he lost the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Just ma or something. half of it. Um, uh, yeah, I think. Um, you guys like committed quite hard to like normally when you do let's do a you know something like that a dress up or something you get heaps of people in the same stuff and stuff yeah. but you guys did it quite everyone well was, coordinated yeah, yeah, everyone I, was I, different I, stuff all over the show thinking oh not thinking I was like riding all the foreigners and quite a few of the Japanese boys like now you have to do like put a lot of effort I'm gonna you're gonna look really stupid if you put a little, like not much effort in because everyone else is putting heaps of effort in yeah. and if you don't you're gonna look really dumb mm. so I just told that to everyone um, but just you were like, just like, like, like psychology them until like yeah well when you first turned up I was like oh we're, we are the idiots because we're the we're not the minority yeah yeah but we, then like everyone four had of actually us. just brought all their outfits with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. but they we, didn't want to go from the train station to <laughs> yeah. the thing. <laughs> Whereas all the rest of us, we were in costume from when we left the house. Yeah, and we looked cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you were saying all that because otherwise everyone else would just come half-heartedly and you'd look weird just yeah. going all hard out. So they'll smile from you. Just, yeah. Um, I'd do it again. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I love a bit of One Piece. So that's a question we haven't really asked. Uh, what kind of Japanese media or shows or stuff do you guys watch or listen to? Like any songs or myself? Mm. I think um, I have claimed to be the best Pokemon master. At the oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I am. You have claimed that. Yeah, and I, and I am. Um, so Pokemon's obviously one of them. I like follow pretty heavily, and I'm still an avid Pokemon Go user yeah. and play all the Pokemon games currently playing um, on the Switch at the moment with Arceus mm-hmm. Legends, if anyone was wondering. Uh, I also um, follow Dragon Ball Z pretty heavily, mm-hmm. but I feel like everyone watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Yeah, when I was young, yeah. I used to love it, but in New Zealand, they'd show it when I get, got home. They were like 20 episodes or something. They'd go back to the start, and then they'd go through, and then they'd add another 10 episodes on. I don't know if you remember that, but like, I remember you'd watch it. Yeah, I definitely rewatched a lot of episodes, but it was such a good anime. Mm. But I do remember, like, they just really drew out fights or, like, processes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, yeah. you're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know how this ends. Uh, One Piece is pretty bad at it. Like, <clears throat> they'll be doing a huge fight, and then it'll go... Like, uh, he's like, oh, this reminds me of when I was a kid. And there's like five episodes on him doing something when he was a kid that like equates to two minutes of real lifetime. Um, but he's just like, man, I just, really I know, know you're going to yeah. win. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. Just uh, do something cool. It's funny. Like, I think Tim, one of the other foreigners in our team, he's really into One Piece and yeah. watches it and like reads the manga. And like, we all dress up in our outfits. You know, just based off Google images or whatever, but didn't yeah. really know anything about our characters. And Tim was just giving us all our backstories and like, how, yeah, yeah. how Who are we? What do we do? And what I was like, powers oh, this is we got? more interesting now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's like, and you have string. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you were Don Quixote, eh? Yeah, um, the flamingo. But he was, um, he's like real strong. Like, he could, he was almost like a puppet master eh, with his string. So, yeah, yeah. He could I force was told that I was meant to be quite powerful. I was mm. like, yeah, Sasuke this. Sasuke yeah. this. I had one arm. I found that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that was because yeah. you saved. I saved Spoilers, someone. spoilers. You, yeah. <laughs> you saved uh, Luffy, the main character, when oh, he was yeah. a kid. Oh, yeah. um, that sounds about me. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, Take the he's one of the handy guys, or yeah. one of the main guys for this class. Yeah. Um, who, mm. yeah. Oh. I haven't been watching recently, so I've kind of lost track. Is I, there's, there were like 600 something episodes a few years ago when I was watching, and it was like, this isn't even halfway through yet. I don't <laughs> think so. And they are no, cl- that, no that close to finding one piece. Naruto, like Naruto mm. has heaps. I know Anne got real into Naruto and oh, like yeah. was, was watching heaps of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Naruto's real popular. I just, I haven't watched, like really tried to get into it. So I think if I did, I'd be like, man, now I have to watch them all. And there's one <sighs> thing. I don't have time a, for this. Yeah. I'm too busy making podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes doing my real job. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, uh, you guys seen all the craze on like Attack on Titan and stuff that uh, one with that big yeah yeah I, weird well, faces obviously living in Japan gruesome and your like Netflix starts getting flooded with all the Japan yep. series and shows and like all the mangas and so like I see them and I keep telling myself oh yeah I'll watch one but then I end up just watching like Dota that oh, if anyone knows Dota it's like a computer game that I yeah probably logged a lot of my life into and i like they made it into a show and instead of oh, just watching true. like japanese manga i just watched that it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, oh yeah but uh anything you've been watching on yeah no i don't watch uh, anime or heaven mm. like a little bit of dragon ball z mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh was quite big oh yeah um but yeah what about uh I'm boring japanese uh, netflix 
Nah, good on skip past. I actually tried getting into something that I kind of remember what it was called, but um, yeah, no, I just I, I think I watched about four, uh, four episodes. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Just can't handle. That it. was anime, but yeah, I did watch. Uh, there was one show, Age of the Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah. They'd- that was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that was like. Well, it's a documentary. It's kind of like a it's history kind of like a doco. Yeah, yeah. History doco, yeah. But they reenact heaps of Reenacting, stuff, yeah. Reenacting of what happened in the past. Really that good. was. It was quite, it's quite good to even just get your like, head around a bit of the history of mm. Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure is Musashi. Yeah. yeah. Big Musashi. Big Musashi. I did a uh, um, Japan culture and history paper over here. Hey, sure. But like um, by correspondence back home in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. I, I reckon it helped me even... Just like assimilate over here when you know a lot more of the yeah. culture and history and stuff. Um, Plus, you can just throw out random facts at the mm. boys and they're like, oh, how did you do that? Sasuga. Like heaps of the uh, stuff that you talk about, um, even everyone being quite obedient, is probably comes back from that time when, you know, if you, like the samurai, if they <laughs> didn't do something either. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just got to do seppuku, um, or, seppuku. Uh, which is. Uh, yeah, gruesome, but you know, basically staying themselves with their samurai. Here's a question: What's the difference between seppuku and what's called harakiri? Oh, I think it's similar, but I'm not obviously like the expert. What's but, the- <laughs> yeah, but I think they're both like harakiri is to hara is your stomach and kiri is to cut. So harakiri. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's quite literal. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I uh, maybe seppuku is like the one, the actual like the just act, the act of it. Seppuku, you put it in one place, you push it to the side, and then go up. Like, there's an actual movement to uh, do. It's not just random. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if Harakiri, maybe Harakiri is just like... That's that's a, like that's how epic mm. is that? I, re- like, <laughs> I remember reading that when wrong um, Japan surrendered to America in World War, and there's obviously a lot of, like, you know, Japan's a very patriotic country, and there's just all these people went outside the main temple and all committed... Seppuku, because they like couldn't bear to surrender to America, like just civilians, oh, yeah, yeah. Of troops or anything, just random people. Like, nah, troops and civilians. Nah, it? not even troops. It was just all civilians. Oh, civilians. Just heaps of people oh, just like lined up on the square, all just did seppuku because they just couldn't handle that. That mm-hmm. Japan had like surrendered. Yeah, yeah. I think I was, like, um, man, like that's loose. A lot of like propaganda of like people. If you go to Okinawa, there's a part where. That was one of the last parts where they had like actual fighting and invading and, and it got, Im- well, not invaded, but America attacked it. And, um, they had all these like young kids, basically. The women were like teenagers were asked to do all the nursing stuff. And, um, the young kids, the males were, uh, you know, just like your soldiers, but everything they were taught were like the, if you get captured by the American people, they were like taught you and stuff. So you should. If it looks like you're going to get captured, it's better to kill yourself, like more honorable, and yeah. it won't be as scary for you, kind of thing. So, yeah. you had people like basically hand grenades to like kids and stuff just in case they get caught, and it's real gruesome. Yeah. I think yeah. like just the guys at the top in terms of the generals and stuff. I'm pretty sure even when the emperor, I think it was the emperor, said, um, okay, we're going to surrender after the second bomb, they had to be real secretive about getting that message through because there were people who would want that to like i guess uh not get through to america or to whatever yeah, well, i think after the first bomb the emperor actually wanted to surrender and the generals just didn't let him do it mm. 
So he, he tried. He was like, oh, this is like far. Uh, yeah, yeah. My tried and then like the general still let him and then they bombed again. And yeah. then they were like, oh, okay, like, um, no. And then most people haven't actually hadn't probably heard what the emperor sounds like. So when you hear on the radio, it's like, I, this is the emperor. We are um, surrendering. A lot of people be like, that must be just someone from yeah, America, America pretending, yeah, to yeah, yeah. like get, they've gotten into our radio. And I think people didn't really believe it first. And um, you hear it like, the Japanese troops who were off uh, on some country, like in the jungle, mm. um, still fighting for like 20 something, 30 something years, and they just didn't realize that. Yeah. One story and and they were like dropping flies. American propaganda yeah, yeah. again. And, uh, <laughs> still killing. Yeah. Just, well, yeah, he was like, in the jungle just killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they're like, no, like, we farms. actually need to get rid of this guy. Yeah, like, he's just <laughs> killing random civilians. Um, but Bullets. yeah. So it's, uh, but when he came back, eh, like, he was like, a bit of a war hero mm. kind of thing like, oh man this guy but right. then he so was like patriotic, super patriotic yeah. and he was like oh, I can't believe Japan actually gave up and he was actually a bit of a like a menace when he got back yeah but yeah it's uh, all um, just how you brought up like everything like it's such a unified or like way of thinking where everything is even now it's for the greater good almost like yeah. uh, in NZ if you're working at Macca's or you know McDonald's or something you might be like oh it sucks or people don't treat you well or something but in japan you're part of the cog that helps japan move and i think there's a lot more pride in what you do like convenience store convenience store uh, workers and stuff you know they go out of their way to do things and all that and i think that's all part of you know yeah patriotism yeah stuff. you're not doing well, it well you see a lot of like even old people just like taking up those kind of jobs where you know, just on the side of the road picking up rubbish yeah. or, like, even doing those parking warden mm-hmm. jobs and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, Helping they, and they and probably don't actually need to work, but mm-hmm. I think, oh, Doug, you can probably, like, expand more on this, but I think they choose to work because they want to be part of society, mm-hmm. like, helping out. And I think um, because the work-life balance isn't great as well, there'll be some people who, once they retire, they just get, like, crazy into yeah. golf or something, but also... <laughs> Some people are just like, man, I have nothing to do. So they just go yeah. back to work or um, people who don't want to quit. But yeah, in Japan, if you don't break that all, like you said in a previous podcast, you can't get fired. Yeah. So there's sometimes those guys there aren't like, oh yeah, I'll do this. They kind of just move there because the company's like, we've got some good guys coming through, <laughs> and, but this guy's not quitting. So yeah, yeah. you can go do the parking for a bit kind of thing. Um, and he's like, yeah, okay. But then, yeah, you get people who come back to work um, because either they're just like, man, I love to work and stuff, yeah. or because they work so much, they don't know what to do with their free time. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, you get heaps of people who just go to gyms. One of the, like a 24-hour gym or something I went to, I'd go there, you know, different times of the day. There was this one guy who was just always there. And just sometimes, he's like 60-something, and then just wrap up like 60 kgs on the bench, do a few reps. I was like, oh, nice. And then the rest of the time, he'd just be speaking to people. And every time I come over, I'm about to do something, he's like, spot. I'm like, arigato. And he'd just spot me. And then he'd be like, okay, I'll put this timer on for two minutes. Come back in two minutes and do your next rep. I was like... Sweet. And he's, just, <laughs> he's like he's like a um, volunteer fun personal trainer. Oh um, yeah. yeah so you're gonna have to up the weight on that. <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah, he's like, I reckon you can do eighty now. I was like, okay. And then just like, so nice, man. Uh, and then yeah, I think he'd spend six to eight hours there. Obviously you can uh, be there as long as you want, you're paying monthly and then they've got the onsens and stuff in a lot of them oh, as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they're big. Just lives there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah uh, that's one epic thing about Japan as well, how 
boys talk about going to a company, like we've got company workers mm-hmm. and rugby players, but like they get introduced to the company or start working there and they're there for life. Mm-hmm. Like our boys will be in that company job yeah. for the yeah. rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And they're guar- well, not guaranteed that job, but yeah. pretty much guaranteed that job. Mm-hmm. And I find that. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they are just mm-hmm. guaranteed that like, job. Yeah, unless yeah, the company, but yeah, 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 like Mitsubishi, one of the, well, basically we own the world, so mm-hmm. they will be guaranteed yeah. a job. But, you know, like. Beyonce was wrong. Who runs the road? Mitsubishi. You know? <laughs> um, it's a, uh, yeah, very, um, like you said, and I think it's not so much when you're an employee, the one good and bad thing is every year your salary would just go up. Yeah. So it's on how many years you've been there. So you could be like amazing at your job, but someone above you is still above you, like, cause they've been here longer. Yeah. So if you're contracted on and stuff, then it's more on your merit. If you're a, employee you're Longevity. there for life so it's more just wow. like how long you how many hours there. can you log mm. so um but yeah it's if you're at a goodish company as well like mitsubishi or most of the people with the japanese boys who come in like want to be employees which doesn't really people in our like for where we're from yeah like, why would you want to like being a pro is the dream kind of thing but yeah just hit that uh but a lifelong job is also mm. the dream especially in japan like i uh, don't know if it's so much now but in the past the whole salary man or salary man mm. kind of concept was like real strong you know that they were just brought up people just brought up do uni go to a big company and have a job for life mm-hmm. work you know till you're 65 and you'll just every five years get a promotion mm-hmm. kind of thing so having a pro job for you know, 10 years as opposed to a job for 50, you know, you can just start weighing that. You know, yeah. cost, cost, yeah, well, cost, cost, cost uh, performance. CBA, yeah. cost benefit analysis. That's what I was thinking. In yeah. Japanese, it's cospa, cost, cost performance. But yeah, um, yeah, it's exactly, um, before you wouldn't get people changing jobs. You're in one, then it's, that's you for life. But I think a lot of people now, are more open. There's so many ads. Like if you're watching TV, there's so many ads of, they call it Tenshoku, which is to change jobs. And there's places that help you find a new job because it's such a foreign concept still. You go through agencies basically to find a new job yeah. and you do that. And then some places you can pay them to write your resignation letter because you don't know what to do. Like. <laughs> Wait, what's a resignation? Oh, really? <laughs> so, what's a CV? I suppose they wouldn't. They? Mm. Just so it's just job like, for life. Um, but then, um, yeah, I guess uh, that's... Um, Something that, you know, we uh, take for granted. But again, through the magic of the podcast, you won't have realized this, but we actually have lost Ben now uh, because he's a very, very busy man. Um, but he um, obviously gave us a few good topics to talk about. And we've uh, still got, um, yeah, the Tenshuku, which is a new word to change jobs. Hopefully you won't need to know that too much. But no. um, so recently, like a friend of mine said, uh his wife was um working i think in like tv or something uh quit and then went into what they call este which i assume is short for aesthetic like you know este. like um how you look and stuff and oh, it's yeah. basically like face massages i think yeah it's supposed to make your face smaller which is something that you want in japan and i don't know i think after you give your face a bit of a massage it yeah, supposedly isn't as, I don't know, bloated. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so yeah, interesting. <laughs> this is not. Um, but anyway, they went into that because they thought they would like that. So that they did a tenshoku, they quit their job, yeah. which is quite a stable job, went into this. And I think they're still employee there. Yeah. But 
and yeah, they just, uh, it was such a hard job, like so much work they had to do, real overwork. And I think as many customers they had, they just had to kind of do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they kind of got, you know, get panic attacks, having to go on the train to go to work and trouble sleeping and stuff. And so they quit their job again and went to another one, uh, which wouldn't really be an option. It was quite taboo, I guess, before. It was like, once you got a job, you know, grateful yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah blessed hashtag blessed so now it's a bit more uh yeah do what you love and love what you do which is uh, probably yeah. good for the yeah, healthy so i could i could see like because move like when you move prefectures or move mm. like cities the amount of admin you have oh. to do to go through like even that would be a consideration like yeah. oh shit if i, I have to go move to fukuoka from tokyo like yeah. i've got to like go to city hall and spend mm. a bloody week there but yeah filling out forms and names and um it's a very um like i think and also yeah that part's hard but because more people are likely to do likely to move jobs if they don't like it hopefully it means the work life balance and like the quality of your job experience is a bit better because people have that opportunity to move now so it's not so much you're expected to stay somewhere but um yeah like you said me going from Fukuoka to tokyo or to kind of go last year we're in the national health insurance so it's a national thing but i have to get out of it at fukuoka come to kanagawa and then get back in and i also have to tell fukuoka i'm leaving go to kanagawa and said i've left fukuoka now i'm entering japan so i basically it's like i deregister from fukuoka national pension yeah or everything and then i re-enter but then the bank account i used had an automatic payment in Fukuoka for the national health insurance, <clears throat> but that bank account didn't have that option in Kanagawa. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, well, sweet. Now I can't do the same method of payment for the same thing in the same country. <laughs> so um, it is, yeah, some things are very mendokusai, which is like, it can be a pain. Mendokusai. Um, yeah. Mendokusai can mean a lot of things like you can't be, if you can't be bothered doing something, you're like, oh, mendokusai, you know, you're like, cook me some eggs. I'm like, oh. Man, and, like, and then you slap me. I'm like, hi. But, um, it's yeah. get in the kitchen. <laughs> um, oh, or people can be mendoxay. So it's like, oh man, Ben, after a few beers, he's pretty mendoxay, which is like, they can be like a pain. Yeah. Um, or yeah, like I said, uh, things, situations can be a pain. So what I went through with the city office can be mendoxay as well. So I guess yeah. that's the word of the week. Mendoxay. Mm. I'll have to remember that one. I'll ask you after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's very true though. The people, they probably didn't have to try and streamline that moving of prefecture stuff because not many people probably did it. So mm. hopefully, um, yeah, I wonder yeah. if it's a thing of the future of people moving around. Mm. Um, and yeah, hopefully, uh, everything, all that just becomes digital one day. Oh. Uh, I've still got to, <laughs> that'll be the day. <laughs> that'll be the day. I think uh, the people at the top, they just probably don't really understand how it would work or they understand the system at the moment. And they aren't the ones who have to come into the city office once a week with a new foreigner and do stuff like a translator does. So <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about the little man. No. Um, little in stature and I guess status. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I've got to beat the man, beat the system. Um, and that's what the podcast will. Um, it's not really to <laughs> share stuff about Japan. It's just about, yeah, my life. <laughs> Get a rant out there. Vent. Yeah. It's a place to vent. Yeah, no. Nah. But um, I think, uh, yeah, 
that's pretty much all we've had for this week. Uh, any passing or clothing? Clothing. Clothing. Jeez. Any closing Man, thoughts or anything? Yeah. I've got to remember that one. Mm. No, it's been a great week. We're actually getting pretty good at this, like yep. keeping to the it's, weekly part of yeah. the, the name. So, yeah, looking forward to next week's uh, potty. Yeah. Um, what have we got next week? Oh, yeah, that's where we've got a, uh, we've got a game yeah. next week. So Fun times. Nice. Um, and then the week after, is that our last week before we go on another? Yes, it is. Everyone listening who's not involved in rugby must be like, man, these guys have a lot of weeks off, um, which is probably true. But um, you is. guys put your body through a lot of stuff. Yeah. and Working on weekends. We mm. work on the weekends. Yeah, that's true. So I think we almost have like four weeks of basically no rest, and then you have a week of rest so it evens out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're doing what oh, you love, you know? When you're having fun. Yeah. What is it? I've lost the saying. It must um, be late. I'm pretty sure it's late. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies um, when you're having fun. But no. I thanks to the ladies out of the back. Yeah. Uh, there's a game of two halves. Um, but I think uh, rugby is one in the day and full credit to the boys. I think that was in the wrong order, but um, you can make sure. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.